there in podcast land and welcome back to caregiving is a ministry where we look at the word of god through the lens of caregiving don't forget to follow me on facebook at caregiving is a ministry all one word we're continuing our discussion and discovery on shepherds in the bible starting off with psalms the 23rd um, chapter but today we're looking at verse two yesterday we looked at verse one today we're looking at verse two And in looking at that, I want us to look at how God, as our shepherd, provides rest for us. So let's listen to what David writes. Of course, reading from the New American Standard Bible, verse 2 reads, He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. Now, those of you who don't have the vocation um, of shepherd, which I think that would probably be all of us, we you probably don't know, you know, what shepherds had, what shepherds did historically, right? Especially during David's time. Well, I did a little bit of research, and so each day, it was the shepherd's task to take the sheep out for a walk, to allow them to find a place to eat and to drink and to rest, you know, getting exercise, so to speak. He did this, or they did this, because they believed um, and they knew that the sheep needed to get out. You can't be, you know, sequestered in a pen all day long, 24-7. They needed to get out. And even if they were in a pen, eventually the nourishment, they'd eat all the grass, and so they'd have to get out. So them taking them out every day was to allow them to go feed in different areas, and it also helped the landscape. Now, of course, David, he writes that he is our shepherd, right? He allows me to lie down in green pastures and waters, and he is referring to the Lord. But I have a question for you. Are there other examples or are there any examples of the Bible where there were women shepherds? Were there? Can you tell me? can't hear you. Well, that's right. There are some scriptures that let us know that there were female shepherds. The first one can be found in Genesis, the 26th chapter, verses 6 through 9, and it's Rachel. Recall that she came with her father's sheep. Note how the Bible is really quick to remind us that it was a paternalistic society and that women couldn't own anything. Well, anyway, she was there with her father's sheep. That's what the scripture says when she met the servant of Abraham for Isaac. And then again, you can find it in Exodus when Moses met the daughter, his future um, sister-in-laws of Jethro, who were coming to water, once again, their father's flock. That's in Exodus, the second chapter, verses 16 through 21. So shepherding is an occupation, and we have an example where it doesn't necessarily have to be a male. Sheep are like cats, and I have two cats. I've told you that before. And so the way my two cats eat and drink, especially my older cat, she was considered a shy eater. You put the food down, but she couldn't eat it in front of you. You'd have to walk away. Just crazy stuff. But it has to be under the right conditions, and that's how sheep are. 
How many of you are familiar with the fairy tale Goldilocks and the Three Bears? Recall when Goldilocks broke into their homes, right? She would go and she would sample their food and one would be too hot and one would be too cold, but then there would be one that would be just right. Well, that's sort of like how sheep are. Things need to be just right for them, for them to drink, for them to eat. And the reason for that is they're easily scared. And they're easily scared because they don't have any natural defenses. They don't have any horns. There are no sharp claws or teeth, nothing. So they really need a shelter. Hence why we're called sheep. We'll do that analogy later. The shepherd is their provider. From You know, we talked about that yesterday, Jehovah Jireh. So what the shepherd has to do is lead them and take them to someplace quiet where they can drink. Someplace where they don't have to worry about being attacked. That's the second verse, the still waters, right? And we already stated why they needed to be in still waters. The noise would distract them because they know that they are defenseless and so they can't listen to the noise of the water and try to listen to if there are any wolves or anything coming to get them they 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 wouldn't be able to concentrate but let's think about how we like to eat and drink for a second do you prefer to sit down at a table and have a conversation or maybe watch some tv or read or or do you like eating on the run no one really likes eating that way we want something to be calm, for it to be to be pleasant. And we don't want any distractions. But that's what life provides us, distractions. I find it interesting that verse 2 says that God allows us to rest, that it is that we can lie down in green pastures, right? And, and that implies that as we're lying down, you know, we've eaten, had a drink and you know honestly after I eat and drink I'm ready for a rest too but the point that I believe that verse is making is that not only does the shepherd provide you know grazing and water but he also provides protection and that's why you can lie down and rest in green pastures and not to lie down in brown or dry or cracked dirt right but nicely manicured lawns with shade trees. <laughs> um, I don't know if the, if you watch like the National Geographics or if you watch um, travel channels or anything like that. I like to watch a lot of BBC shows. And, and I've noticed that sometimes BBC, I mean, England has some beautiful rolling hills. And I've seen a number of shows where they've had shepherds from Britain and they're taking their flocks out and they have those nice rolling hills and you'll see the shepherd with the sheep and they're walking along and there'll be a dog barking to keep them in line and whatnot but then there'll be pictures of the sheep just laying in the grass under trees just chilling without a care in the world oh wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have a care in the world remember what Jesus said to Martha Martha, 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 you care about many things. We all do. That's why we get distracted. We can't really sit down and eat because we're too busy distracted with the things of the world that the enemy keeps throwing at us. But God, as our provider, he provides for us. It's not past tense. It's present tense. It's done. 
So why do we worry? Why do we worry? Do you know the hymn, What a Friend We Have in Jesus? I'm going to read the lines. What a friend we have in Jesus, all our sins and griefs to bear. And what a privilege to carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. All because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. Have we trials and temptations? Is there trouble anywhere? We should never be discouraged. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrow share? Jesus knows our every weakness. Take it to the Lord in prayer. So here's my question for you today. Do you take everything to God in prayer? Everything from getting up in the mornings to driving wherever you have to go, whether it's to the grocery store, to work, to pick up the kids. Do you pray over the tasks that you have to do for the day, the conversations that you will have to have? Everything. Do you pray about everything? God wants us to come to him with everything. And once we know that he has provided for us, we lift up our concerns to him then we can lie down in green pastures you see God has already put in motion the answers to your prayer to my prayer he's just waiting for us to come to him he's already given his angels charge over you to protect you so why do we pray we pray because we need to remember that he has done this we need to remember that he is our source And we also pray because it is in the praying and the releasing and the verbalizing of what our worry is and the releasing it to God that he then dispatches the answer for it. And once we release it, when we truly release it, then we're free. Then we can lie down and rest knowing that the answer is coming. I want you to, I I want to highlight the distinction that God has answered our prayers before we've asked, but the answer may not have come the moment we've asked. See, it's that the distance between once we've asked and when the answer arrives (laughs) that we become the Marthas and we get busy and doing many things and we begin to worry. I want you to recall in Daniel, the 10th chapter, verses 13 through 21, where Daniel had prayed for Israel who was in captivity at the time over their sins. And, uh, you know, God had allowed the city to go into ruin. And Daniel had prayed. And in chapter 10, the angel reveals, once he's in front of Daniel, that as soon as the words of his prayer were formed, God heard and immediately dispatched the angel to give the answer. But Satan, referred to as the spirit of the prince of Persia, blocked it. The brook of Daniel is prophetic and uses many symbols to convey what is occurring. So I don't want you to think that it was an actual king of Persia that stopped the uh, uh, angel. Remember, angels are spirit beings, and so the actual king of Persia is mortal. So it had to refer to a spirit being. And remembering from our dear brother Paul that told us we don't fight against flesh and blood, 
we fight against spirits and principalities. So there was a war in the spirit realm that hindered the angel, just hindered, it didn't stop the angel from bringing the answer. So here's another question. Why would God allow a delay? You've been praying about something for a long time and it hasn't occurred yet. Should you give up? The answer is no. That's what the enemy wants. It is during that delay where your faith is grown. And it ensures that God gets the glory once the answer comes. Remember how Jesus delayed his return once he found out that Lazarus, his friend, was sick? It was so that God would get the glory. Today I want you to answer the question, are you allowing God to be your shepherd in that you are going to him with everything that you need? Going to him with all of your concerns, casting all of your cares upon him. And then are you trusting him until the arrival of your answer comes? As a caregiver, you need to know that you can trust God with everything. I know I've said this before, but I'm going to say it over and over again. You can trust him with your anger, with your sadness, your frustration, fear, everything. He loves you and has provided the answer. And receiving that answer comes when you bow your head and ask for help. And you re- when you release that, you will find that you can lie down and get a good night's rest because you're resting in the lush feel prepared and protected by your Savior, your Shepherd, Jesus Christ. Let's pray. Oh, dear and good Shepherd, we thank you for being our provision. We thank you for helping us navigate each and every day. We thank you for not allowing us to get stale and being a God who provides the very best for us. A God who really wants to know everything that concerns us. Because if it concerns us, then that means it concerns you. That nothing is too trivial for you. We already know that there isn't anything that is too difficult for you. And so help us to learn to come with you as children come to parents with just everything and allow you to be God in our lives. We are worried about many things, Lord, and we come and we ask for forgiveness for not trusting you enough with our worry to give it over to you. But oftentimes we come and we tell you about our worry and then we kind of take it back from you and we continue to worry it again. I'm asking, Father, today that you show us how to truly release it to you so that we can lie down in green pastures and to provide still waters for us, that peace that transcends all understanding. Help us this day, Lord, to not worry about any diagnosis, to not worry about any treatments, but to allow you to soothe our hearts and calm our minds. You are the good shepherd, and we are your sheep, and we acknowledge that we need you. Where would we be without you, Lord? We love you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, my podcast family, you have a great day, and go minister the act of caregiving in the name of Jesus. Bye.